0: okay i'm recording now man i lost all the good fazoli's content
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know that's a sentence that's been said many a time man i lost all the good fazoli's content (laughs) but now that we've lost the good fazoli's content welcome to tuned in dialed up a podcast about podcasting in which i a podcast journalist question mark hang out with another podcast writer will williams Hello. and we talk about i'm gavin also and we talk about podcast stuff
0: we do you know so i'm
1: coming down off of Vazzoli's high so that's that's <laughs> why we were talking about zoli's
0: one of i would say one of the best kind of highs to have but yeah but maybe not especially also a good one. the
1: word the word high probably isn't great because it's more of i'm gonna fall asleep <laughs> The sampler seemed like a, we can split a sampler. It sounds doable. Yeah. When you order it.
0: Yeah. And then
1: 20 minutes after you get home, you're like, well, that was just a mistake. <laughs> a delicious mistake.
0: Gavin's actually sleep podcasting right now. It's amazing. <laughs> so coherent in your dream state, friend.
1: So today we're talking. Uh, today's episode's coming out a little bit late, but. Yes technical difficulties are technical technical difficulties and let's be completely honest this isn't the worst one i pulled off as a producer yeah nah. in fact the red light library is currently one episode behind because i fucking forgot it was the week to put one out that's oh, just no. <laughs> i was working overnight shifts and it, my brain just went as ah, next week and then next yeah. week rolled up which is today and i was like oh fuck
0: <laughs> listen the world has been an absolute hellscape you are allowed
1: yeah. Yeah. So uh, today we're going to talk about some fun stuff, just you and me, but at the end of July, yeah, be a very fun episode that we're not going to talk about. No, it's going to be
0: very secret. It's going to be very exciting. Very secret. I'm really looking forward to it.
1: It's going to be fantastic.
0: Should be noted, listeners, if any of you are going to be at Podcast Movement, I, too, am going to be at Podcast Ooh. Movement, Um, I would love if you come talk to me and hang out. You can tell who I am because I'm very little and I sound exactly like I sound on the podcast and I yeah. never shut up. So you'll be able to find me just fine.
1: <laughs> she might even have some stickers from the show. Who Ooh. knows? I might be looking. I might be looking into making logo stickers. Hell
0: yes! Hell yes! Hell yes! So, Gavin, before yes. we go into discussion topic, let's talk about our shining moment from the last two weeks. Woohoo! Woohoo!
1: Well, what's yours? to Start off with.
0: So mine is. I have really, and it, I don't want to quite put this in my recommendations yet because it's very new, but I have yeah. really been enjoying the Magic King Dom. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I love the Disney parks a lot and that there are <laughs> not good podcasts about them except for a few i coming around that to- might come Ooh. up later in the topic Ooh. Wink.
1: audio wink
0: audio wink exciting um
1: <laughs> yes yes you heard it here first we're getting sponsored <laughs> by wink.com god, Try I, wish. Wink. god com. I wish
0: oh my god at some point at some point remind <laughs> me to tell you about the time that I got myself banned from Wink. Anyway. Oh my
1: <laughs> god. Let's just throw out the discussion top. Tell
0: me how you got
1: banned from Wink.
0: They had coupon codes that were really good. <laughs> and I had several email addresses.
1: Did you just keep rotating?
0: Yes. And they were like, oh. they were like, dude, this is not cool.
1: That's we're amazing. Very- and
0: it was like years ago. They were like, we're a small new business. And I was like. Yeah, fair. I should be banned for life. I'm sorry. I'm just really broke and love wine. Anyway, <laughs> that's not my
1: shining moment. There's our Patreon exclusive content for the show.
0: <laughs> no, so, so the Magic Kingdom is really really cool. It is a new project by Anthony Olivieri and Lisette Alvarez. Um, Anthony Olivieri is from Twenty Two Ninety Eight. Lisette Alvarez is from Kalila Stormfires. Economical magic services? Magical economic services? I always fuck it up, Gavin. Every single time.
1: Just just keep stalling while I type it into Twitter. <laughs> Kalila Stormfires economical magic services. Economical
0: magic. Perfect. Um, it is so great. It is about a person named Dom, and they live in the Magic Kingdom, and it's after the apocalypse. And... I mean, like, honestly, that should be enough to hook you. <laughs> but, um, Lisette is playing the lead, and... Is it,
1: um... A stupid question. Is it in Florida or? Anaheim?
0: Oh, it's Magic Kingdom, so this would be Florida. Okay. Sorry, that is.
1: I, oh, yeah, wait, because that's what is it? Fantasyland or whatever is the well, Cinderella's t- castle in
0: yeah, Disneyland? It's in Fantasyland, um, but unlike Disney World, Disneyland is just kind of one comprehensive thing with like little lands in it, whereas over in Disney World, to my knowledge, they're like different parks, whereas. God, this I feel is like so... Buddy
1: Duquesne needs to pop up in a fucking little <laughs> video in video when I fuck that up. Like, like in, like, enjoying the party with the D and D rules, but it's yeah. like, it's just Buddy or Alice going. Actually, actually,
0: <laughs> yeah. No, it's in Florida. But it's Long a really story good short, podcast. It's really good. And Elsset's performance is just fantastic. The production is gorgeous. It's so interesting, and I, I really can't wait to see where it goes.
1: Can I... I haven't listened to it yet, but can I tell you the thing that sold me on the theming? Yes. Because I've been in... Like, the the cover art is just a picture of Cinderella's castle. Like, there's no fucking butts about that. Uh, Everything has kind of le- leaned into the Disney side of things. The mm-hmm. t-shirt says Happy... It's like a play on Happiest Place on Earth, but mm-hmm. it's, you know, post-apocalyptic. Episode 2 popped up in my feed on Sunday, and it's Episode 2, Silly Old Bear. And I thought... Oh shit! That feels post-apocalyptic, but it's also referencing like it just yeah. That's perfect.
0: Yeah, they I love it. They are blending the two ideas so flawlessly. Like I'm not, I'm not surprised. Given these are two creators who I respect so highly, and I think are doing some of the best work in audio drama right now. They're just, they're both really, really impressive. But. They have they have an eye for mixing these two very dissonant ideas together, and mm-hmm. I love it. You should absolutely check it out, Gavin. It's very good. Will do. Gavin, what's your moment?
1: I honestly, it just ha- I just noticed it on Twitter, and it's not even something that directly affects me. But the other week, I recommended the Crypto Naturalist as a podcast, and yes. when we had Ellie on. Mm-hmm. Um, I recommended The Crypto Naturals, and I still do. It's a fantastic podcast. But I just got such secondhand excitement. The episode 6, which just went up yesterday, has a guest spot with Justin McElroy, who has tweeted himself about being in that episode. Hell yeah. He just got Justin McElroy to be in Episode Six. Oh
0: my God. This
1: podcast with 1,289 likes on Twitter. Like, not to dig on Crypto Naturals whatsoever. They are a fantastic Twitter presence. It's wonderful to talk to them. But to see a, such a high quality, like, the Crypto Naturals is moving at a steady pace, but you can tell there's a lot of background effort put into it Mm -hmm. there's a lot of like everything was done properly before hitting launch basically the opposite of how i do podcasting and it is so beautiful to see that care and detail that is put into creating something be rewarded with something as awesome as fucking one of the bigger people in the industry being like yeah i'll do a bit part fuck it why not
0: yeah that's so cool good for them
1: Good for them. So, yeah, that's my shining moment. Just seeing someone awesome my follow on Twitter get to do something super fun.
0: I love that. So, this week we are going to talk about the difference between audiobooks and audio dramas, which is something I hear all the time from people who don't listen to audio drama. I always hear, like, oh, it's like an audiobook. Yeah. It is in that there are words and it's fiction.
1: <laughs> let me just uh let me just reach into this bag here and get out my uh audiobook slut pin and put it on real quick. Are you? Chaboy ran audio, or Audible ads on the Red Light Library for a very long time, partially because they approved the show, because they approve anybody.
0: <laughs>
1: partially because I wanted that sweet, sweet $15 anytime someone approved my... Co- By the way, whenever uh, podcasts say, if you sign up for Audible right now, you get a free audiobook and help the show, That you're giving them $15 free. That's what you're doing. If you... Activate the, And I'll probably lose my certification for doing this if they ever heard it, but that's what an Audible sponsorship for someone small like myself is. Maybe the number changes over time, but when I signed up for the program, it's just 15 for it. But my big thing when reading ad copy was making a big deal out. Of, I've had Audible since
0: 2013.
1: Mm. I've took I've taken a couple, like, month breaks or two – couple months of breaks at times for uh, either financial reasons or I had so many credits built up. But, like, mm-hmm. there were months where I would buy extra credits just because I was burning through fucking audiobooks so fast. I'm just – I'm real into audio that's fun, you know?
0: <laughs> this is um, going to be interesting. I hate audiobooks <laughs> almost always. <laughs> There is one that so there's one that's narrated by um James Oliva who was guest and who's on what's the frequency and a bunch of other mm-hmm. things and I I I am going to listen to that eventually because it's James Oliva and I like yeah. duh. But otherwise unless it is one of the full cast recordings like they did for American Gods or like they did with that, um, a series of unfortunate events
1: that anniversary full oh, cast so recording good. that is one of the just like I don't want to sound hyperbolic it is one of my favorite pieces of fiction mm-hmm. i would most i would prefer to consume American gods through that cast recording than any other like reading i don't I've never actually read physically the book I've started it, then I picked up the audiobook and went, Well, this is obviously the best way yeah.
0: no, and it, I've read the book, and yeah, I would prefer that too, but other than that i I can't, I can't, I can't get through them. It's something mean, about, like, the weird audio quality. It always seems a little bit muffled. And yeah. I just, I just need other stimuli. And maybe this is because I'm a very, very, very fast reader. Um, I always gotcha. have been. Okay. So, like, yeah. when they're reading at the pace of... Sp- of speaking i'm like okay let's go let's go let's go <laughs> like,
1: which by the way i'm not sitting here i'm not this is, this is not a panel where it's like gavin will defend audiobooks no like, of course
0: not of course not
1: it i really and i'm really not here like to just like, tear them
0: down the whole time and, no
1: you can tear them all you fucking no. want because i got i got problems with some audiobooks <laughs> like there are, there are things that the industry does i don't necessarily agree with especially just re-uploading super uploading for the first time super old ones that are shitty quality yeah because um there's if if you have audible for any period of time there's the audible guy uh he's one he was like the first paid employee they had at audible in 90 whenever when the company started making traditional like books on it cd and then they got bought out by amazon and became a distribution service every single thing on amazon on audible starts with this is audible and it's like if I do it if if I do it right for this podcast, I'll have to go back and edit myself so I sound like I'm on a real shitty mic. Because that dude died like four years ago or something like that. Ooh. Like they just use a really old recording of him God. from the audio. Because it's like it's kind of like their jingle. Like it's just right. this is Audible, and then Audible hopes you've enjoyed this program. Like they use that on every single upload. There are a lot of audiobooks out there that just sound like I they have put the following filter on it and old-timey sounding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me just, uh, uh, here, let's do a little Terry Pratchett because those are all shitty quality. William held up the picture. Otto, what's this? And, like, yeah, it sounds like that. Mm-hmm, of course, you can't mm-hmm. tell because I just put a bunch of filters on an editing.
0: But <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about.
1: Um, that is definitely a detriment, and I totally get when you mean, or what you're approaching with, um, you read faster than they can talk.
0: Mm-hmm. And also... <laughs> I am not one of those people who can usually listen to audio on like 1.2 or 1.5 or anything upwards of that speed. Yeah, I can't
1: do that. I've tried. It makes
0: me so stressed. I once listened to the entirety of um, Hear There Be Gerblins" Adventures of Arc Ark <laughs> on 1.5 speed with silences trimmed, and I oh, felt like I was having no. a fucking panic attack the whole time. I was like, I'm. I actually died. My soul left my body. You were doing the my audio body. version
1: of that "I Love Lucy" skit with the conveyor belt. <laughs>
0: That's, so, that's, exactly, that's exactly what it felt like.
1: She just running, so just trying to consume information. Ah.
0: <laughs> yeah, very accurate. Oh, but, Gavin, I would like you to define for our listeners what you think the difference is between audiobooks and an audio drama.
1: Our... The delivery system du jour of audio drama is something that is very, very fucking poorly defined in its in itself. Because really the word true. podcast doesn't mean anything beyond yeah. uploaded audio uploaded to the internet. Yeah. Right, right. Like, I'm I'm sure there are legit definitions. Uh, Google says a digital audio file made available on the internet or for downloading to a computer or mobile device, typically available as a series, new installments of which can be received by subscribers automatically. So, an RSS feed, something that's been around since the beginning of the internet as we know it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know podcasts. I mean, even and this is this is beyond audio drama, but. Yeah. You can say, oh, well, it's recorded audio. Yeah, but, like, The Moth is one of the most famous podcasts out there, and it's just recordings of live events. And then yeah. there are also a more and more, um, there are, like, college professors who turn their lectures into podcasts See, for that students. that was the thing I was
1: going to bring up. There, oh. also, there are probably also a lot of people out there who have no idea what a Pod. This is going to tie into I, when we have a discussion about how to pro, advertise podcasts in your community and shit like that, which we mm-hmm. probably will do in a future episode. Mm-hmm. A big crux I have is the fact that people here who, who hear podcasts. I know my first introduction to the word was the online learning thing that my colleges used Blackboard.
0: Oh, Blackboard. Had,
1: blackboard's a piece of shit i've uh, had to
0: build blackboard modules before
1: jesus they I suck so hard
0: grave death it Google is classroom worst. my
1: dude yes yeah, seriously put out something better than you
0: god Oh, for anyway, free continue anyway
1: <laughs> blackboard has a button in all in the tools section of any blackboard thing for a class there's a little button for podcasts and mm-hmm. that in, that ingrains the idea that a podcast is a recording of something that was already existing so like radio morning zoo horse shit where it's Mm -hmm. two of the least funny stand-up comedians in town being looking at twitter and going lady gaga did something all Mm -hmm. right here's despacito (laughs) that's just (laughs) like morning zoo stuff being uploaded as a radio show as a podcast lectures things like that it adds it, it, it gives the weird impression of what the industry is but the other cool thing is you can do anything with a it's like a movie like there is no one. What is a movie? So the difference between audio drama and audio book, I honestly think it's just time.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can uh, see that.
1: If one were to say there are 10 like there time comes in blocks of one and there are 10 blocks to be spent on the story. An audio book spends nine of those blocks on the writing and then one on the production. Sometimes it's three. I would argue the American gods full cast production one was like five and five because Mm -hmm. the book was technically already done. They just re-edited it podcast. It's like two to three in the writing, which is super important. But then the other seven blocks get divided up your, your 70% of your effort goes into social media promotion, graphic Mm -hmm. design audio design which is really hard everyone like you gotta consider if you've never edited i can't just go out and grab sound effects to do stupid shit i gotta go out and find sound effects that aren't so old they were pulled from a record and you can hear the vinyl hiss yeah i gotta i gotta pull uh i gotta make sure all these people's audios from different mics sound the same Mm -hmm. which which is why i applaud a lot of podcasts that only record locally like marsfall Fault. Everyone's in the same room.
0: Ghost Radio Project as well.
1: Ghost Radio Project, all in the same room. That is old school as shit. I love it. The only way that would appeal to me more is if they had one of those old timey sound effect stations with like a tiny door and like <laughs> beans in a in a coffee can with nails in it that sounds like rain when you spin it. Like if someone was doing
0: yeah, like that was my favorite something. part of yeah. a Prairie
1: Home Companion was the live oh, yeah. sound effects. Also, um thrilling adventure hour um, Mm -hmm. when they would try to do their own sound effects and it would just go real bad i think the difference is allocation of effort
0: yeah i think that's way more astute than what i usually hear because usually when people try to pin down the differences between the two they'll say oh well an audiobook exists based on a book that already exists which is true obviously but a lot of audio dramas start off as fiction products or fiction projects Mm -hmm. we can look at for instance the phenomenon which is um a it's a book that they then made into a full cast audio drama with like sound editing and production and Foley work etc so you can't just say oh well one is a book and one is a script that's not It's not really that accurate. And then the other argument I hear all the time is, well, an audiobook is just one person reading a thing and an audio drama is like conversations and people, you know, like multiple cast members. Also, obviously not true. We can even look at things like 2298, um, Girl in Space for a while, um, Tides for a while. There's a lot of single narrator audio dramas out there that are audio dramas and not audio books.
1: There's one thing I want to touch on. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the phenomenon. I do. I haven't read the phenomenon yet. I want Me to, either. but I also feel like I should wait until the podcast is over. Cause like, what's mm-hmm. the point then?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There is something to be said about fiction that is or about moving or about a piece of fiction. Having the ability to be delivered better on a different medium if only because the phenomenon was written by rkk tick as far as i'm aware by reading the reviews and looking on <laughs> all of it is on reddit if you mm-hmm. want to read the phenomenon for free it's a pain in the ass but you can read it on reddit i would much rather you go to amazon because if you if you have kindle unlimited you can read it for free you can start your free trial of Kim, kindle unlimited also and just as like you re-
0: support artists you know yeah, just like, it, maybe just like buy the fucking book you can support
1: book. rkk <laughs> tick without for free without being an ass about it. Mm -hmm. Um, In the same way that The Martian was written kind of like this, where he would release... Oh, really? Andy Weir released chapter by chapter. Ah. That was one of the few books I've seen that actually successfully did that chapter by chapter program that Amazon started and no one knows about.
0: I've also never read The Martian. You could
1: buy the book and then just get it delivered chapter by chapter. That's neat. Anyway, my point being, by looking at the Amazon reviews and reading stuff on Reddit, RKKDX... Text of the phenomenon is some is written by one person over a period of time, a significant period of time. Mm -hmm. And that one person was the only editor. So if if you find the phenomenon on Amazon just randomly, the cover is real generic. It looks like one of those. Space paintings that spray paint artists do, where they just it's just a bunch of purple and shit, and it's like oh it's galactic clouds, it's a generic space photo which it looks fine, but it's just a white box that says the phenomenon archaicetic, and there's just like nothing exciting on the cover. There's a really good story in there, but it's not edited professionally, so there's a lot of typos in it, which is some of the more negative reviews point out. Like there's a ton of typos in it. Um, there's also like a couple of weird sections where like tenses are weird. The fact that the Phenomenon has a team sitting down, putting in sound effects, rewriting some scenes so they flow better. I mean, the Phenomenon podcast is to Game of Thrones is to Game of Thrones, the TV show, as the Phenomenon, the book is to Phenomenon, the podcast, as far as I understand. That's a great way of
0: putting it. Yeah. there's, there's,
1: There's significant rewrites, but it's also very faithful to the source material in a way. Yeah. So that speaks to me that like... Kadek's story is getting told in this really interesting way, and it—I would argue—it's more engaging than if someone said, "Hey, I really like your book. Give me fifty bucks. I'll do the—I'll do the Audible version of it."
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will say. So I'm not going to name names, um, and also I don't know if I remember the name, but a while back I was listening to a podcast, and it was straight up. An audiobook that was released as a podcast and billed as an audio drama. But it was just one person. It was an audiobook. You know, it was an audiobook, but it was released it was as just a podcast. Up. Right. But it was also chopped up, like I think chapter by chapter, even. But it was billed as an audio drama. How do you feel about that? Because I am ambivalent. I'm I feel like I'm initially judgmental of that but i don't know if i should be
1: i think that isn't necessarily portraying your piece of fiction in the way it should be portrayed uh i i can't really i'm trying to think of a, a way one would do this in print i maybe misgenreing one's book on purpose so that people could everyone buys young adult so let's just take this thing i've written and say they're younger you know what i'm
0: yeah like, it does feel similar to that calling your
1: audiobook a podcast it doesn't and ring right and I'm you know, saying this I would this be okay
0: th- if it were a podcast but they specifically build it an, as audio, an drama, audio drama yeah. and that makes me feel kind of lied to and yeah I, I don't it just bothers me so much and I don't I can't pin down why other than like it's of, disingenuous
1: okay, it is definitely disingenuous a couple of episodes ago, I recommended a podcast called Moya, and mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. I can't remember when, but I it's a, it's a few episodes ago. Uh, by the way, by the time you're hearing this, there will be a page on dialeduppodcast.wordpress.com. That is a list of all the podcasts we've recommended on the show Woo-hoo! so far, and I'm making a Twitter list on our Twitter account at Up. So wherever you want to look at it, we will have, within the next couple of days, a full list of everything we mentioned on the show. Um, But Moya, I mentioned it feels like an audiobook. Mm-hmm. On Twitter, the creator of Moya said they can see that because the thing that got them into producing Moya was audiobooks. So that's kind of like the inspiration pull for it.
0: This is so funny. So to touch more on my thing about not liking audiobooks.
1: yeah,
0: When I had just gotten out of college and I still had access to Adobe um, Audition and I was really, really, really missing working at the radio station um, and doing audio production and I was very sad. um, I would take audiobooks and produce them like audio dramas. (laughs) So I did the exact opposite. I was like I was like, fine, audiobook, you want to exist? I'll make you sound immersive. I did not do a good job, by the way. The audio does not exist anywhere. I cannot give it to you. (laughs) That's good practice, though. Yeah. Yeah, I think...
1: I've actually had that recommended to me uh, to get started in narration. Just pick a favorite book and then record narration for a chapter and start chopping.
0: Makes sense, yeah.
1: Yeah. And I bring all this up about the disingenuous side of it. Because I've just listened to, I had that hell week of extra shifts that I've been talking about on Twitter. Mm -hmm. If you follow me personally on Twitter, um, I worked 7 p.m. to 5 a.m. three days in a row. It was horseshit after working 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. on the weekend. So it was like two days in a row, one day to air quotes sleep, and then three days of that shit in a row again. Um, Point being, I had a lot of time to listen to stuff. and. I had all these podcasts down. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. I'm going to sample. I mm-hmm. I had a sampler platter in front of me. And then my eyes look over at, uh, actually, it was I was trying to subscribe to Magic Kingdom, but oh. the RSS feed wasn't up yet. Oh. So it pulled up Down and Out in the Magic Kingdom by Cory Doctorow. Uh, Cory Doctorow is a fantastic writer, by the way. It turns out Down and Out in the Magic Kingdom is a short-ish, it's a novella. It's a novella story that's, Nine chapters long. Mm-hmm. It's written in a format where each chapter ends on kind of a kick. So you're that's a place where you can quit and be like, oh, I wonder what happens next. Or you mm-hmm. want to keep continuing. So it kind of begets being turned into an audiobook podcast. Was so it released
0: all at once it, um, in podcast it was, form?
1: It was uploaded all at once in okay. podcast form with uh an intro from Scribble. I think it was uploaded by Scribble.com. This is how I I understand it as Scribble.com took the audiobook or and put it up for free, cut into nine parts, with an intro saying, you know, if you like this, there are more things at Scribble.com that you can listen to. So it's a company that just wants to provide sci-fi audiobooks in podcast form for free. Mm-hmm. Which is not the same thing as claiming this is this audio drama version of Down and Out in the Magic Kingdom. It's one narrator. That's yeah,
0: it. But it's weird, though. Like, And it doesn't pretend to be anything else. But they're effectively doing the same thing. You know, where they're they're releasing it in podcast form for the purpose of releasing fiction for free to people. But I don't. <laughs> but I'm just so mad at the other one. No, and the other I, one's I guess it is. I'm glad that you think so, too. And I will say that the intention on both sides is very um, admirable. I am huge on democratizing fiction and also I hate money um <laughs> but yeah I just I, you know I think it really is I think it really is going back to what you've said about the allocation of time because there is a difference about an audio drama and an audiobook when it comes to time and it comes to production and it comes to advertising like you said and trying to trying to claim the title of audio drama makes me wary when when you're just reading a book. It just doesn't feel the same to me. And also, like, audiobooks are doing just fine. Yeah. You know? So, like, trying to come into a space...
1: They're doing fine enough to be advertised on every fucking podcast.
0: Yeah, like, like, your thing is being advertised on the thing that you're trying to say that you are. Which is weird. Yeah, though this also... I'm so, God, Gavin, I'm so ambivalent about this because then that also goes back to there's been discussion about actual play podcasts and what is and is not an audio drama when it comes to actual play. And I would argue that for me, an actual play to also be an audio drama has to have some Some nice editing and some Some nice sound design. Right. Like, I would not necessarily consider The Adventure Zone an audio drama. I would absolutely. It it does get close, especially towards the end. Yeah. Yeah, I would actually. Fuck.
1: Is amnesty. Okay, balance, especially the first, like, half of. (laughs) Before Griffin started making music for it. 1000% yes.
0: I would argue that everything until The Stolen Century. Yeah. I would not have necessarily considered an audio drama. Well, but, after, but during and after Stolen Century, an absolutely amnesty, I would consider an audio drama.
1: One could argue that they started giving a shit about the development of their characters in Stolen Century a little, little bit more. I mean, so much so that Griffin made up a entire RPG system for that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I would also, though, like... If we're going to go based off of production and taking the game more seriously, I think that we could also look back at Crystal Kingdom and suggest that maybe that's where it starts. That's at least where it starts the long, 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 long transition.
1: There is a there is a gray area where there is a part of Adventure Zone where you can point at that and go, this is my brother, my brother and me. But they're playing Mm D&D, Justin and Travis and probably Clint, do not give a flying fuck about their character. Uh, Magnus is the most generic backstory humanly possible. I love Magnus. The end of of Magnus's story made me cry, and that's the first time a podcast made that happen. Also, that might be a fun conversation topic someday. Yes. But.
0: Oh my god, one day can we please (laughs) He's a fighter who fridged his wife. Ooh. Okay, but I okay, hold on. I have like feelings about that because of his mom, et cetera, et cetera. I also like Things
1: that all came later though.
0: No, I would disagree, because okay, this is a totally different conversation. <laughs>
1: and welcome to the Adventure Zone also, Zone Zone.
0: And Gavin, edit this out. Here's Mark's, so you know where edit this out.
1: <laughs> Alright, now we've just had an off-mic adventure zone discussion. You did? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> We can't talk about actual play podcasts and, quote, whether or not they count as audio drama. They do. Uh, They do. You have to point at Join the Party and The End of Time and Other Bothers.
0: A hundred percent. Join the party. So I'm going to sound like an asshole, and I am kind of actually an asshole in this regard. And I'm trying to get better about it because I, I do, again, think that some actual plays are not necessarily audio dramas, but... Join the Party was the first podcast where without a doubt I listened and I was like, yeah, this is an audio drama. It's an actual play. It's also an audio drama. The two are not two separate things.
1: If you're not your because that would be a, that would sound more aggressive and attacking. If the podcast features one person who is a game master of some sort running a game with three to four people. And there's a couple of mics in the room, probably just one snowball mic that everyone's yelling into. (laughs) And that's it. That's not an audio drama or an audio fiction. It just isn't. Because there's. I would agree with that. It's a bunch of people having fun doing fiction exercises. And in that same way, in that same vein, if The End of Time and Other Bothers, one of the big hooks of that show, especially for me at least, because I'm an audio dork or i'm a comedy dork is they work improv games into mm-hmm. the story to help things along in, uh, in case i won't spoil anything but in one recent episode they to get a bunch of information out quickly the game master sean just started a slideshow game where he would his care his player, oh my god
0: it was so good oh his his my god NBC i forgot would that. pull
1: up a slide <laughs> So and one good. of the player characters would say what's on the slide, and then it would prompt Sean to have to improv what is on the slide or the re- the actual information that slide needs to impart to the characters. So they have so no good. idea what information he ha- he wants to get out to the characters, and he has to insert that information into the stupid shit that they're saying. Uh, if that all of everybody End of Time...
0: That the end of time and other bothers is fucking phenomenal it is and you phenomenal. need to listen to it.
1: It is amazing. Uh and Sean is uh 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 one of the most amazing people in the community, like fantastic person.
0: Same with the entire like Alba entire and Other Bothers crew is just they're just so wonderful.
1: <laughs> wonderful. Uh
0: yeah. if the wait, whole okay, podcast
1: we've... was we're going to we're going to have D and D characters. It's not Dungeon World. I forget the name of the system. Dungeon, Dungeon World, I think. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. If we let's play Dungeon World with three improv comedians and have their characters do improv games. That's God, I not. Die. That's not really. Ugh. That's not effort. I mean, it's effort. It's it's a lot of effort because improv is not hard. the
0: same type of effort. It's not it's not using the same muscle. those
1: blocks the right. same way that a or the, those time blocks, those effort blocks the same way that a produced audio drama would.
0: Mhm. Mhm. So while I would love to talk about what it is and is not an audio drama, we should I think veer back to yes. um, specifically the discussion of audiobooks. What other are there any other differences that you think are important in distinguishing the two?
1: between audio drama and audiobooks or podcasts and audiobooks
0: i think specifically audio drama and fiction audiobooks
1: it's as it feels like the two could be not not maybe not mutually exclusive but there could be there could be more phenomenons out there where yeah perhaps the audiobook of a fantasy novel or something like that does well and they look at well We're starting to plateau on sales for this. What if we produced it as a podcast and slap some ads on it or something? I don't know. but Yeah. Because podcasting is not a profitable venture. It's for the fun of the game. Let's be honest here.
0: Well, it's not profitable except for if you make something that's really beautiful and then you use that to say hey listeners if you like this you're not getting all of the text like say for instance say for instance um your fiction is like your fictional novel is a first person perspective where your protagonist is having um like internal monologues or if it's if it's like third person limited or third third person omniscient where you're still getting somebody's inner monologue somebody's thoughts um those probably are not going to come through on the audio drama unless it's written, like, um, for instance, Seal the Stars, where that internal monologue is present. Um, so
1: one could add, know, one could adapt their audio book of a first person thing into something set in that world or uh, a side story. Oh, I was going to say,
0: like, if, if you read the actual novel, you're going to get the inner monologue like you're going to get these characters, thoughts and feelings, whereas You know, in the audio drama, you're just hearing their actual words that they say out loud to each other because those two can be very different things. And there really
1: is something to be said about having a different perspective on characters that you think you already know. One of Mm -hmm. the I once read. Oh, fuck. I think it was literally the one called Darth Vader. I went through a phase where I had a lot of the Star Wars Expanded Universe novels. Uh, There was a huge swath of them that were put out. Uh, that are set around the end of Revenge of the Sith because Revenge of the Sith had just come out. Mm
0: -hmm. And there was
1: one simply titled Darth Vader, and I don't remember a fucking thing about the rest of the book. I don't even think I finished it. I think I got like four chapters (laughs) in, and I I was like, Luke's not in this, so fuck you. But there was a detail where Anakin thinks, Darth Vader thinks about how, or he ponders the idea that his prosthetics hurt constantly mm. and he ponders the idea that this is probably a direct machination of of emperor palpatine to oh, make geez. him to make him pissed off all the time so that right. he has a stronger connection to the more rage-fueled parts of Force right. powers. And and also, he can't do Force lightning because he doesn't have hands, and it's he just can't do it, which is another thing that maybe Palpatine was kind of leaning, was kind of happy. That was a thing. So it turns Darth Vader, especially young Darth Vader, into this more tortured, like, almost a monster, and he knows it. Like, he's he's fully fucking aware that he's been given a raw deal now, and he's just, that's it fucking this is what i am now that makes darth <laughs> vader more of a complicated interesting character to me than he wears black and has a robot face Ooh. like it makes <laughs> episode four's opening is a little bit more like oh shit after reading that and seeing rogue one because he fucks some shit up in rogue one a little bit spoiler he's in rogue one so has, i've done that before with other where like you read a book from the same universe and mm-hmm. you get a different perspective on that character there is something to be said about what if you produced your audiobooks? You produced your audiobook, but make it an audio drama and make it a little bit more a little bit more audio drama, e instead of just here's the text I wrote. I've mm-hmm. basically just copy and pasted this into audio.
0: Please mm-hmm. buy my shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um doesn't Doctor Who does this, right?
1: Yes, there is a There's like Doctor
0: Who audio dramas, right?
1: most of them are treated as if they are episodes of series that just weren't ever aired um but in that's fact, big, i
0: mean but that's that's a that's a big deal and that's something that it's really could and they get doing. the actual
1: actors who um oh dope it's basically like they overproduce an audiobook it's like they had a script <laughs> for the show or they had a book and they produced it with sound effects and full casts um my f- my favorite thing about this is if you've never heard of big finish audio it's a bbc owned audio production company who do those doctor who things there was a doctor uh doctor who tried to i what from what i understand an american television studio said we'll make doctor who you stopped making it like five years ago it's like 95 um your show got real shit near the end we're gonna reboot it uh regenerate into the eighth doctor and then we're going to kill the 7th Doctor by having L.A. gang members shoot him with Uzis. That's how the 7th Doctor dies, by the way. He gets just some gangbangers that and, he, and he, he literally stumbles against the TARDIS. Like, is the stupidest looking thing. It's really emotional for Doctor Who fans such as myself. But the do, sure. one of the Doctor's oh regenerations is him getting fucking gadded to death. I've, um, only,
0: I've only watched um, through the um, Eccleston run up until, I don't know, like halfway through the one before. You know,
1: so this is about the one right before Eccleston that you never get to see and you never get to see him because this TV movie shows the seventh doctor dying right at the beginning. He regenerates into eight and eight regenerates in like a it's on new year's eve in 1990 whatever uh he's in like a morgue because they pronounced him dead uh he steals a halloween or a a party costume there's like a costume party for all the like fucking morticians i guess and it's a wild bill Hickok costume with like that old-timey 1870s vest and shit he looks great in it um (laughs) he was this cool he had this like victorian looking you know 1880s thing going on with his clothes it was a very uh the actor was fantastic and the movie failed so hard the bad guy is basically the t 2 oh, no. t1000 from terminator 2 oh, no uh, he has like snake eyes it's it's real there's some liquid it's not liquid metal it's the essence of the master who's like the oh, anti-doctor yeah uh, yeah he gets into he turns into like a liquid snake and then infests someone's body and turns them <laughs> into the master why sure. not it gets real funky and weird <laughs> but that uh paul mcgann was the actor for the eighth doctor he never got to have a tv show but he was so fucking good at being the doctor they gave him Aww. i think two television seasons worth of big finish audio dramas so they're out air quote seasons of him that you can buy and and if in quite frankly they are better written than a lot of episodes of actual produced Doctor Who.
0: Yeah I'm not surprised by that but like why so we're seeing a little bit more of this with things like the Wolverine audio drama but like it's so weird to me that like audio drama is a burgeoning medium that has a lot of fans and it's weird that like I feel like publishing houses have you know money and they can just like pay for a a, better produced audio drama make it or an audio book make it an audio drama and then use that as a sales tactic like i come
1: on i feel like it all comes back to it's all free in the end yeah true like theoretically you could strike it well you could strike big and you could you could do the opposite of the adventure zone where now they're making merch out of the audio drama yeah uh, oh my
0: god i'm so excited for my graphic novel oh i'm so uh, excited I'm,
1: I'm, I'm excited to see crystal kingdom as a. Actually, Pedal to the Metal would be really good. And Crystal Kingdom, Eleventh Hour would be the one I want to see.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because
1: all the fan art of Roswell is basically the same, so it'd be fun to see who, who how this other person would do it. Hmm. Anyway, we talked
0: about we talked about the Adventures so Welcome to the Adventure, the Adventure, Adventure, <laughs>
1: Adventure Zone, Zone, Zone. <laughs> anyway, to your point about why don't companies do it? I really just think it's because the whole idea of podcasts is they're free so it's basically yeah. like saying hey make make a youtube version and just yeah that's true shrug i don't fucking know hope a lot of people watch it yeah we know yeah. as people who are embedded in this industry there's a lot of good faith for companies that do stuff like that there is a po- very strong potential for profit from fans because and i know that sounds super capitalist and shitty but like
0: it's true though
1: if you got a fan base because Hey, I'm not trying to come after the Green Empire, but y'all gotta admit John Green's novels are New York Times bestsellers because of his blog channel. Oh, he, absolutely. He is a absolutely. Good, he's a okay writer. Uh, but The Fault in Our Stars and Turtles All the Way Down broke pre-order records before mm-hmm. there was a description of the fucking book. Yep. You cannot be like, oh well, actually his writing's really good, whether you think that or not. Homeboy sold that because Nerdfighteria is a very faithful fan base.
0: Nerdfighteria is a strong nation and has been for over a decade.
1: And I'm not trying to fuck with them. I, I once no. identified as that.
0: <laughs> no, me too.
1: <laughs> There's also something to be said about, you know, fan bases make shit get done. Like, Bam yeah. is a, M- the McElroy brothers are princes of podcasting because they have a strong fan base. Yeah. Also, they're yeah. really good.
0: Also, <laughs> they're really good. Okay, Gavin, we should, um, before we talk about The Adventure Zone more, yeah. we should move into our recommendations. recommendations this week. Do you want to recommend The Adventure Zone? I don't...
1: Have, you know why The Adventure Zone doesn't need our help at all? Uh, <laughs> I don't think they do. <laughs> I will say this. I will recommend shows on Tuned and Dialed Up that don't need our help. We don't... Okay, yeah. I don't think we're in a position to give any fucking help, but... Uh, I, I also don't think I, I need to roll up and be like, you should listen to 99% Invisible. It's really well yeah. made. I yeah. think I've done a couple like that before, but when I try to pick recommendations, I try to go with something, you know, a little bit more, a little bit more in the weeds than that. Uh, I, That's fair. quite frankly, to you, I would suggest trying it maybe even just getting the text for down and out in the magic kingdom mm-hmm. it's in a uh, this is my actual recommendation but i'll just run okay. it by you real quick uh yeah. it's set in a post-currency society I'm where already everybody already like <laughs> they have gotten rid of money and replaced it with Woofy, which is a direct <laughs> they they real i think the idea is everyone realized money you can have all the money in the world but if you're a dick it won't help you and you can have no money But be a really good person and you won't ever go without a roof over your head or food and shit like that. So they made a everyone's hooked up to, you know, everyone's got this shit in their head that basically allows them to access the Internet through their eyeballs. Um, So they have heads up displays. And if you die, they just grow a clone and plug in your last memory back up into it and you're back alive again. Um, So everyone woofy, is your respect. So if mm. you do something that other people like you get Wolfie from them and it's a eternally replenishing currency because if you're doing great with life and lots of people respect you. You got a fuck ton of money. You can do whatever you want. If you're in, if you fuck up you, people, someone will just take your car. Like they this is like, my
0: worst nightmare. <laughs> this
1: is so horrific. The system will just decide you don't have enough Wolfie to justify having a car and someone God. else will just drive away with it. Uh,
0: yeah, so someone who's like a massive doormat. Um, and we'll just like if anybody asks me for anything, I'll just be like, "Yeah, okay, that's fine. No, I'm not too busy. I'll take care of it for you." Oh. This sounds like my nightmare.
1: Wait, anyway, the the thing I wanted to pitch to you is that the the, the yeah. story is about the guy. This the main character, uh, Julian. He whenever he needs to reboot, um, his brain and kind of like just find himself again after like fifty years or so, he goes back to disney world and this last time he's gone back to disney world he got into one of the ad hocs which are just little societies that um since everything's based off respect you can just do whatever you want but if groups of people do things and generate a lot of woofy, they basically can't be ousted so disney Mm. world is run by a bunch of ad hocs who maintain and keep disney world as it was so huh. so they have the abilities to have fancy simulator rides that download shit to your brain and you experience it all at once and it's amazing, but you could do that at home. So there are a lot of people who are, like, super passionate about keeping the animatronics running right, and, right. and fine-tuning, like... When the Doom buggies rotate to do things in Haunted Mansion to up throughput so that more people can be going through designing Mm -hmm. new merch and shit like that. Uh, I love that. So it's about him in an ad hoc and he's like super passionate about keeping the park as it was and so is his girlfriend. But then someone shows up and she was in Disneyland Shanghai and she made Pirates of the Caribbean, a simulator ride that gets thousands of people more through a day because it just flash-baked stuff onto their consciousness and they leave.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and it's Which basically... is so funny
0: because, like, the, the Shanghai Pirates was, like, massively innovative that's yeah. really interesting that they would pull from that yeah
1: um so yeah it's, it's a yeah, fun sci-fi that's story so cool. it's one of those great things where like the main character gets so up his own ass about his schemes that he's the asshole in the end mm-hmm. which is the title down and out in the magic kingdom
0: mm-hmm.
1: so my recommendation of an actual podcast that's not just an audiobook that's been uploaded this <laughs> week I'm gonna do a Polygon one. They lost their McElroys, so they they, <laughs> they <laughs> use a little boost. Uh, I I quite like the history of fun produced by Polygon.
0: Yeah, I've only listened to a few episodes of this. I I listened to the one that was about Tokyo Disney Sea because, of course, it I did. did. Um, but I enjoyed it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I burned through. <clears throat> this morning, I played a video game for like four hours straight. Nice. So what did you play? uh eco it's basically like minecraft yeah, yeah, yeah. but there's you're on a tiny planet that pollution and environmental stability is a huge thing you have to pay attention to so I'm in a group of like 15 people (laughs) who are wrecking this planet Uh, we need to build lasers to shoot an asteroid that will destroy the planet in 30 actual real days from now oh geez so I was playing that for a long time and I just turned on History of Fun on the Pocket Casts web app which I just purchased and is really Mm -hmm. cool it Uh, is
0: really cool highly recommended I learned
1: a lot about hot dog eating contests and Hello Kitty (laughs) Tamagotchi The I want to say if you don't know everything there is to know about the undertaker through mankind off hell in a cell in 1994 uh that meme you should listen to the episode of the history of fun because it's just fantastic there's this running gag of anytime something over the top and insane happens whoever's telling the story goes and again i want to remind you the sport of wrestling you win wrestling by pressing your opponent into a mat. So both his shoulders touch it for 10 seconds. Because, <laughs> like, someone's eaten and Nick Foley's ear gets ripped off. Like, it's it's insane. Uh, <laughs> wrestling's weird. And as I mentioned on Twitter, everyone in podcasting is obsessed with it. And it's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, The History of Fun by Polygon, it does not have a McElroy on it, but it also doesn't have a super shitty person on it who turns out to be a monster later.
0: Nick <clears throat> mm-hmm. <laughs> Robinson.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he um, wasn't funny.
0: He wasn't funny. Um, Yeah, that's a good recommendation. I need to dip into it more. So, my recommendation this week is, Avengers, is um, Gavin, you may be familiar with it. <laughs> The premise is...
1: Three brothers give advice. (laughs) No.
0: No. So, there are two boys, and they're Australian, and they meet, and the whole thing is told through voicemails back and forth to each other. It's really sweet. It's very, very queer. Um, But then they're also... I was, doing, I was doing kind of okay for good. a minute there. I mean, damn it!
1: <laughs> I felt it coming, but I was also like, "Hey, she's doing good. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna blow up her spot."
0: Thank you, Gavin. <laughs> I did it to myself. These so, 2 straight.
1: Austrians—it's very queer. Yeah. It's very fun,
0: right? So voicemails, and so they're they're opening up a cafe together. Um, but they're like huge foodies, and they're like building this, <laughs> they're building this menu for their cafe, and they just like they can't help. But taste every single dish that they make, you know, they'll just like put their finger in it and lick their finger. And it's called the Love and Lick Podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what kills and me I, is I know they listen.
0: Yeah. So I actually can't take credit for that because that one comes directly oh, is from, this from your Lee farm? Davis Thalborn. Thalborn. Yeah, <laughs> this, is, this is from my Discord. I love this. And Lee is one of the creators.
1: <laughs> for new listeners, Will has set up a farm for puns in case she can't come <laughs> up with one for the new
0: episode. <laughs> Well, it's also just because they are just better at this shit than I am. So what I love about this is that it is from Lee Davis-Stalborn, who is one of the creators of the podcast that it is punning, which is the Love and Luck podcast. And that is going to be my recommendation this week is Love and Luck. <laughs> I
1: love that you actually um, brought something to the table with that, though. Yes. That's very nice.
0: <laughs> yeah. um, Love and Luck is... It is about two boys in Australia who meet, and it's told through voicemails, and they are making a cafe, and it is very queer, but also they are magic, um, but in, like, really small, cute, sweet ways, and it is, like, an active protest against the barrier gaze trope, which I would really recommend researching if you're not familiar with the trope. Like, don't Research it if you are planning <laughs> to ever feel joy again. Yeah. Unless you listen to Love and Luck, um, it's just really lovely. It's very sweet. The episodes are very short. Um, there is an overarching plot, and it's not—it's not too saccharine, but it's very, very, very genuine and very kind, and just very lovely. And um, the episodes recently have been very intense for the show they've they've dealt with immigration they have dealt with assault um but in ways that are always very hopeful at the end and like i know that i have had a rough time existing in the world recently you know with like how the world is and love and luck has been a really wonderful beacon of light for me so that is my recommendation
1: my recommendation is David Reinstrom's Twitter thread, in which he puts Frank Oz in his place about Jar Jar Binks being a problematic fucking character. Yeah! That's a great Twitter yeah. thread. That's um a great Twitter thread. So, I've already done my real one, and I can't surprise you. <laughs> so we're just gonna launch into my pun, which I've come up you with while you've been talking, because you are- We, fun fact, lost an episode- uh,
0: We did. To
1: technical difficulties, which were totally fucking- because of, they were shitty out of coding. everybody's control they, they yep. were out of con- everyone's control because coding is weird
0: mm-hmm. uh, it happens though
1: but as a result you've heard what i came up with for last time and as such i am not going to deliver it again uh i didn't well, either, yeah. i have a suggestion yeah, for shit. a podcast that i kind of want now actually um, okay so that shit. yeah uh, in the vein of the red green show where it's very um it's it's a comedy show but it's also wrapped up in this pastiche of uh it's it's very i don't want to say manly oriented but it's very hands-on diy like a lot of duct tape and shit so uh i want to take the concept of like prairie home companion where it's there's all these fake advertisers you know uh uh, the biscuits and whatnot but make it a hardware store so instead of uh instead of talking about a fake midwestern or uh, fake minnesota town that a lot of very witty people who all sound the same live in (laughs) i want to set this this uh mostly recorded live audio drama in a hardware store so we'd set up dress up the stage with lots of like hewn wood and tools hung around the place and um will you you could just
0: make the stage right there you've got all the there you go you just build your own (laughs) stage
1: and uh we'll have a bunch of like mid to kind of famous California comedians come on to be guest hosts and whatnot. Uh, we'll replicate an old style uh, radio drama by having short segments, each one being a recurring series. We'll get different actors to come back and play the same character each time. And we'll we'll kind of, they don't have to have the same theme, but we can work the hardware th- th- thematic into all of them if we want to. I would like to propose the Drilling Adventure Hour. <laughs> <laughs> And there's the That's first one I'll dumb. fix an editing. I like it. <laughs> it's, that, that pun exists because I was sitting here like, I need a podcast name. I look over and the Thrilling Adventure Hour graphic novel is right here.
0: <laughs> they have a graphic
1: novel? Oh, yeah. They did a... a it's Whoa, it's the most frustrating thing to own because it's too tall for most standard bookshelves by like an, oh, no. an 18th of an inch. Oh. Um, yeah, it's uh, the Thrilling Adventure Hour. Each um, show is done by a different artist so they they all have distinct art styles to them uh
0: nice i love that
1: the sparks nevada one's a little, little interesting choice but uh so will where can people find you on the internet
0: people can find me at at will w Rights, w i l w underscore Rights on twitter you can find me at will dot reviews that's will with one l um i also write for bellow collective and discover pods gavin where can people find you on the they internet they can find me
1: on the internet at as i'm turning on a fan because fuck you it's hot in here they can find <laughs> they hot. can find me on the internet at the pod report t-h-e-p-o-d-r-e-p-o-r-t that's my twitter handle also if you put dot wordpress.com after that um strike the at sign that's my website if you want to find out all the podcasts and stuff i do there's a tab on my website finally that says what i do and where i do it also want to give a very special shout out to austin on uh, they are our transcriber who are working very hard to get our backlog of episodes we made a lot of episodes at a small period of time we did thanks spoilers ahoy austin we love austin you. is fantastic if you want to follow austin on twitter at pigeon science p-i-g-e-o-n s-c-i-n-c-e Thank you so yeah, much. They're very we great. Would, Please give them a We wouldn't have call as out. many transcripts as we have if, without Austin because I did one and a half of them, and I was going insane. Yes, it, it was driving me up four walls—not just one wall. It was—it was, it was mm, every single every wall. single wall. Uh, I was Go I was making Deadpool-style jokes in that funny, good Deadpool style. <laughs> <laughs> and that was me stealing the South Park joke from Bim Bam. I've just realized. So that was tuned in, dialed up. You have been Will. I have been Gavin. Thank you so much for listening, you listeners. Make this show happen. Yada yada yada. You're a light. Uh, we love review you. Review on iTunes. Love you so much. Actually, fuck it. Don't review us on iTunes if you don't feel like it. It's not on. Okay. It's fine. We, it's we, fine. <laughs> I I know a lot of people go like iTunes reviews help the show, and technically they do, but that's more for like ologies like ologies needs itunes reviews we're
0: fine yeah we're fine we're fine it's okay spend spend the time that you would spend reviewing our show to give an audio drama that you love a really great review on itunes that would make me so much happier yeah yeah
1: and don't give it to a gimlet podcast
0: (laughs) don't give it to a gimlet podcast (laughs) Bye. bye